Phil Klausner really poured his heart out in this podcast interview, and I greatly appreciate him doing that. Gives his salvation testimony and what God saved him out of and what God's allowing him to do now by his grace, God's grace. I appreciate him sharing his heart with us. Ask you to listen and listen intently to this. Share this with somebody that needs it, if you would. This is Micah McCurry Live, number 14, with evangelist Phil Klausner. Four, three, two, and one. And we are live. Mike McCurry, live, number 14, with brother Phil Klausner. we got to get it off the bat, out of the way. He is the first guy with a better setup than I have. I have nothing professional, but his is just looking awesome. Got a wood background there. Got the mic hanging from the ceiling like a boxing announcer. Man, it's just looking good. What was so for off the bat, where are you at? Tell me where you're at right now. I'm in my office at the house. We work the radio station here, so I've already have the mics and things set up. Uh, I don't do a lot of video. I have a radio face, uh, but uh, <laughs> well, hey, we're, we're peasing the pot on that one then. But I I have people that ask to do to do video. They want to see, you know, my wife and I occasionally will do something live on the radio and they ask to see us. So I have things uh, for stuff like this, for occasions like this. Uh, you know, you put the the troll behind the nice backdrop <laughs> and it uh, comes out. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Well, it, it, that's what uh, that's what I mentioned. If got, I've got a face for radio as well. I, I need to get this thing. Michael McCurry live up on the podcast audio version yeah. so people can stop having to tune in and uh, occasionally catch glimpses of me but hey i appreciate with the closet you taking the time nine o'clock at night uh, you could be you know being at home being a husband well, be, you are home but being a husband yeah. being a daddy and all that stuff but i appreciate you taking the time first question off the bat 50 to 100 words or so you can overrun if you want to who and what you already said you, you, you said you're, you said a troll i don't think that's true but who <laughs> or what Phil Klausner, who is he? Uh, I'm a local church evangelist. My home church, Sending Church, Hilltop Baptist Church, Hunker, Pennsylvania. Uh, we are just southeast of Pittsburgh, uh, to give you kind of a general idea, just maybe 20, 25 minutes from the city. Um, saved at 26 years old, uh, married. My wife's name's Casey. Uh, I think her and the kids were going to maybe sign into my Facebook and check it out. I don't know if they're going to or not, but uh, I have three children, uh, two older. And then we took a break. We had a boy and a girl and thought we were good to go. Uh, but then God had other plans and we have one and a half year old and another one on the way in July. Also, uh, so that'll, make, that'll make four for you. Yeah, we're going to have four kids. Yes, awesome. Sir. Fantastic. We, we are experiencing the joys of two. So we're a little yeah. bit behind you. And uh, that's awesome, man. I appreciate. Now, I've had the opportunity to interact with you. Uh, let's see, at football camp, uh, yeah, Midwest right. Christian Boys football camp at Shooters Expo. Have we bumped into each other elsewhere? <laughs> Besides around my neck of the woods. Now, one thing I will say um, that I greatly appreciate is uh, your your willingness to just be just just do ministry. Um, yeah. We had a, a, a big church event, Christmas event at our mm-hmm. church, First Baptist of Kenmore. And uh, 20 the Christmas Sunday or right around there was the 23rd this year. And uh, we we were expecting an influx, a huge amount of people and God blessed with a bunch of people. And yeah. uh, Pastor Grimaldi called you and said, I need help. And so you made it happen. You came and you were a huge Amen. blessing. We had um, 60, if I'm not mistaken, 50, 60 folks with professional yes. faith. And that's a huge blessing. And yeah. uh, you got to be part of that. But I appreciate it. I appreciate you dropping what you were doing, you know, Christmas plans. Uh, but so how many meetings are you in a year normally on the deputation, uh, not deputation, but the evangelistic trail? 
about eight months out of the year, uh, given give and take over 40, over 40 meetings. That kind of, it changes every year. Uh, I got ordained five years ago, uh, this December. So we're looking at, or actually this will be six, my sixth year going into it, but, uh, Amen. every year it just grows and, uh, the Lord, Lord keeps the first year. It was a couple months meetings here and there people would call and every year the Lord just uses us more and more. It's a blessing. Amen. Now, so what, was it a spe- specific call into evangelism? We like, I'm, I'm going to hit the, hit the road or was it a gradual thing? How did that come about? Well, I, I got saved. Um, I'm sure you're probably going to ask that at some time. Sure. I'll save that for that. But uh, after I got saved, I just got busy. Uh, I knew God saved me. I appreciated what he'd done as a 26-year-old man. Uh, I, I wasn't a kid. I knew what he did for me it was wonderful. He changed my life. Uh, mm-hmm. He made me a new creature. And I, I I think I even, when I preached at your church, I uh, talked mm-hmm. about I went soul winning within two weeks of getting saved. And mm-hmm. and I was just, I'm just grateful for what the Lord's done to me and, and for me. And, and I've just been busy and got busy in the Word of God and busy yeah. reading and studying uh, and praying and trying to do what God has for me to do, not just know it, but to do what he has for me to do. Uh, and he blessed and, and really my pastor, uh, he said, I can't tell you what God's will is for. He said, may, uh, he said, from, you know, your background and things, you may be a pastor. And I thought, wow, maybe I, you know, I get car sick, uh, which is funny working on the bus routes. I get car sick. Uh, but again, I'm thinking, man, I, I don't travel well. Uh, I'm, I get sick eating fast food all the time. There's no way God's going to use, listen, I'll be a pastor and that's what God's going to, and he didn't have that for me. Uh, right. and, and I knew it. And I knew as I was praying and doing right, uh, I felt that calling. I felt that tug. Uh, I saw God using me that way uh, in people um just helping with church plants and different things. And I saw that God would really use us that way, seeing souls saved. Uh, and I surrendered to it. Amen. Yeah, and you, you, uh, obviously hearing you preach very recently at our church um, and, and uh, hearing part of your testimony, and I would like to get into that in just a moment, but um, the practical application, I, I don't, I try not to editorialize too much, but it's very evident in your life and in many other people's lives that it's much easier for God to redirect someone's momentum when they're already moving than to get someone from a standstill. Um, yeah. I was talking to my mother-in-law who's with us helping with my wife and, and the kids um, a little bit earlier today um, about the thought. There, there's a time and a place you need to seek God's will. You need to know God's will. But sometimes uh, there's a time and a place just do what you know you're supposed to be doing yeah. and, you know, just, just, just get moving. And, and, that, God, and that's, yeah, that's ahead. no, that's the best advice. That's mm-hmm. you're not going to find God's will just setting down. And right. we got a lot of young people that they, they go off to college or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and they just sat there. They've right. graduated. They sat there. They're saying, man, God, you got to do something to me when they could be soul winning. They could be ushering. They could be doing everything and anything to help that local church or go back to their own local church and watch God call them and use them. Right. Right. Just staying busy. You nailed yeah. it. And, and I think a lot of times we're looking and, you know, we, we tell people when they're looking to when we're, we're witnessing to them, they say, you know, I need to give up drinking before I get saved. We tell them hmm. you, you don't get perfect and then get saved, obviously. Right. But a lot of times we're looking for perfection in ourselves before we feel like God can use us or we feel like we should start doing something for God. We just got to just got to get moving. And, and you're, yeah. you're living proof of that now, because I don't know that I've ever heard uh, your full testimony. Obviously, you gave part of it as much as you mm-hmm. maybe could in your message. Um, but 
speaking of the music industry and and, and the, the maybe inner city background, but but what, what kind of background did you come from that kind of ended up with you being where you're at now? Well, I came from a home with two parents, um, uh, two loving parents, unsaved. Uh, my parents weren't church people. They didn't go to church. Uh, they had experimented a few times, gone to a couple different places, but uh, nothing really they were interested in. Uh, my dad worked a lot, wasn't really involved with us all that much. Uh, it was uh, me and a brother and a sister and my mom for the most part. And uh, nothing, no church, nothing like that. And uh, just did what I wanted. Really. My parents let me do what I felt in my heart to do. And that's what I did. And at the age of 12, um, doing what I wanted to do, I could be out all night long doing what I want. Uh, I ran into some of the wrong people and, um, got involved in some things with some people that I shouldn't, I'll be careful with what I say. Um, just because it's, it's serious. It's, you know, it can be serious things, but you get involved with the wrong people. You is a young person. It's easy to look at someone with a nice car. They got things. They got a nice watch. They got nice rings or a chain or they have a good attitude. They have nice clothes and to be attracted to that and say, that's what I want to have. I want to have that power. I want to have that lifestyle and I want to do anything to get it. And you grow up where uh, maybe a dad's not real present or no one's present and you just do whatever you want to do. You can disappear for days, whatever. And uh, that lifestyle is very attractive. Active, uh, that need for a family and a place to fit in. Uh, and I got involved in that. I, I, of course, I started drinking at nine years old, not like heavy, but but it was introduced to it by relatives. Uh, and that stuck to me. Uh, so I lived a lifestyle for for years uh, of going to school, being this guy in school that's just getting through it weekend, you know, Friday night's football game. And then it's off to selling drugs. It's off to doing unspeakable things, hanging out with unspeakable people, doing things that, that, that no child should be doing, that no person should be doing, let alone a child um, be doing. And I lived that lifestyle for a long time. Uh, I was this person at school. I was this person here. Uh, it, it was a bad lifestyle. By the time I got in my 20s i'm trying to give you the brief version of this but sure. my my mom and dad did try they tried to do things they they tried to get me to join boy scouts of course that didn't work they uh i had a friend get me into football and that helped and i ran long wrong i know you can't tell now but i i used to run long distance i love running if i didn't have bad knees uh, i love running long distance uh, that's one of my favorite things to do uh that helped a little bit my parents my mom said listen you got to go off to college you need to go off to college that's what that's what we're gonna do uh that's what you need to do with your life. So I did that and I got in trouble there. I, you know, I had run-ins with the law and run-ins with the wrong people. And I mean, college is a bunch of people with money uh, that I can make off them. So that's what I tried to do. Uh, and it was just a bad situation. Uh, so I went four years to college, um, went to Penn State for two and a half years, went to Cal U for a year, year and a half. I don't think the last semester I ever saw a classroom Um but I was struggling and I was in my 20s now. I'm a 20-year-old man. I'd seen I have scars in my body and life that, that no kid or no man should ever have and having a hard time sleeping at night and having nightmares and just, you know, it becomes a point where the drinking becomes the only way to deal with the things you've seen and the things you've done and just being ashamed of yourself. And uh and it's kind of funny, but I started to uh, try to turn over a new leaf, as people say, uh, and um, 
my girlfriend at the time and I, we decided we were going to shack up together. And uh, I started listening to uh, conservative radio. And it's it's funny when when I say that, but that was my mind as a lost man. That was my mindset. I got to find some model white guys that that are doing all right that I want to try to be like. Uh, so, you know, I, I find conservative talk radio. Uh, I started selling insurance at the time, and that's what the guys listened to. So that's what I listened to. I went, hey, these are some all right white guys. This is what you're supposed to act like. So, you know, move to a half decent house and half decent neighborhood, get a normal guy job, start smoking cigars and all these things that I'm seeing and hearing these guys are doing in my mind, thinking I'm doing okay now. I'm out of what I used to. I'm not who I used to be. Um, I think sometimes people have the uh, impression, like in the movies, that you can't get away from the wrong crowd. Um, a lot of people grow up and move out of move out of that neighborhood and, and and do get away. Now, there's dangers involved in that, and I'll be careful how much I share that. But uh, young folks, folks, there's things you're going to do in your life that when you get saved. God forgives you of that. And you're cleaning that. You're cleaning the guilt of that. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad for that. But there are consequences to the things we do. Uh, I travel. I'm not real active online, mainly because I don't want people to know where I'm at. I don't want people to know my kids and family are home alone. Uh, That's my reality. God still uses me and blesses me. But the consequences of what I did as a young person carry on those scars, those things. I I sit here at my desk. I got two pistols at my desk. I mean, they're locked and loaded and ready to go. Uh, I, I live that way. And I'm I'm not ashamed of that, but it's sad that I have to live that way. And if I can reach someone to not have to live that way for a young person to have an opportunity where they can grow up in church, where they can have a testimony of, man, I, I grew up in church all my life. I did right from a teenager on. I wish I had that testimony, but I don't have that testimony. Um, so I tried to do right. I was shacked up with, now she's my wife, but we were shacked up together doing things wrong. She grew up in a Baptist church, in a good Baptist church, played the piano, all that, got mixed up with an idiot like me. And uh, she realized what the wrong lifestyle was like. She realized um, what it was like to live in sin and live with a bad sinner. Uh, she tells me now that she did try to reach me, uh, but I don't think the Spirit of God in the state she was in could get through to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she said multiple times she tried to witness to me and tell me I was on my way to hell and it just never registered. And, and, and I think some of that had to do with her living in sin. Um, so she realized, you know, what she was involved with, uh, even after turning over new leaf, uh, I was not the nice guy that I thought I was. I was not the good guy. I thought I was doing all right. Um, so she started going back to church and uh, she started getting letters in the mail from Art and Sandy Kistler, people, older people in our church. And praise the Lord, if you're an older person in the church, I'm not going to put an age on that, but you got to find something to do for God. You got to send letters and birthday cards and find there's something everyone, every single person in church can find to get involved and do. And uh, because of their letters. I got saved. They would send those little, just a little note, just a little card. Uh, that's a track, but uh, you know, like a just a little, little card, little fold card that said, thank you so much, Casey. It was so good to see you in church today. Uh, and Casey would have those on the table and she didn't know that I even saw those. Uh, and she'd come home from church and lay them there throughout the day. Whenever I'd pick it up and I'd look at that and Mike, I'd look at those and go, man, no one's ever been happy to see me. 
No one's ever thanked me for showing up somewhere. It's always, oh, man, Phil's here. We're going to get into trouble. Oh, man, this is going to go down. Oh, this isn't going to be good. We're going to, you know, we're going to be wowing out. Something crazy is going to happen. Uh, I, I never was thanked for showing up somewhere. And uh, and that affected me. And I know that was the spirit of God working and starting to lead me. Uh, I went to church a few times. Um once every month or two, I'd go to now my home church, and I thought, uh, man, these people are crazy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't like it. I didn't like the preaching. Uh, I thought the people were crazy, weird, uh, you know, like suburban country folk. I thought, man, we're never going to fit. We're not going to fit in. Uh, I just, I, you know, I just, I can't do this. And uh, But God was working, and God knew uh, that's what I needed. And, and I resisted and resisted, and finally— Things just got to a point where I didn't think I was going to be able to handle it anymore. And uh, Casey got me to agree to have a meeting with my now pastor, Pastor Tim Lushon. It was June 15th, 2008. It was actually Father's Day. And I wish I could say I walked down an aisle. I wish I could have said I was at church that day. But the reality is I skipped church Sunday school, Sunday morning. I even skipped Sunday night when I had the meeting. And uh, I showed up at 7 o'clock, 730 and walked into his office. I thought I had all the answers. I thought, listen, I'm conservative. Listen, I listen to Glenn Beck. I'm conservative. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. I'm smoking cigars. Um, you know, I'm listening to conservative talk radio. I know my stuff. I've watched the History Channel. Uh, you know, I know about them Dead Sea Scrolls and all that. You don't have anything. Like, this is a trap. And that's really what I thought. I thought this is a setup. This is a trap. But I was hungry. Uh, but something inside of me was leading me. The spirit of God was leading me. And uh <laughs> I went to his office thinking I had all the answers and found out I didn't know anything. And uh, I knew I was on my way to hell. He just had to open up the scriptures and show me. And it didn't take take much. And uh, as I often tell my testimony, I sat on the edge of the seat, the right corner of that seat. And uh, he had witnessed to me and we had prayed. And it felt like he was going to let me walk out of there. Mike, I thought for sure if I would have got up out of that seat, I was going to drop right in the hell. And that's how it felt. And as he kind of talked and was kind of wrapping things up, I said, I said, wait, I want to do that right now. Could we, could I pray that right now? Then he kind of chuckled and said, yeah, we could do that. And uh, I prayed and asked Jesus to save me and forgive me. I walked out of that office a different person. I walked out of that office with my past off my shoulders, with my guilt, with my troubles. I tell folks I've never smelt air before. I've never, never saw trees before. I never realized what life was like. Uh, everything I did revolved around drinking and hiding what I used to be. I couldn't go to the park. I couldn't, you know, watch a movie. I couldn't hang out with friends unless it dealt with uh, drinking and doing something to distract my mind from who I was and what I had done. And I was free and. <laughs> I wish I could say right then and there I stopped everything, but but I assure you shortly after that I did. Uh, I stopped smoking, no cigars, no cigarettes. Uh, I stopped alcohol. You know, I, I would get some and try to set around. And um, man, you want to you want to stop drinking and smoke and get saved? <laughs> I try I try to drink, and I'd hold that bottle, and it just made me sick. It it made me sick to even think about. I didn't know any principles about drinking. I didn't know anything like that. But the Spirit of God told me that was wrong, and I got sick, and I didn't want to do it anymore, and I stopped. And uh, praise the Lord, it's been almost 11 years coming here pretty soon. I've been saved uh, and just trying to do right and struggling just like everyone else and, and just moving forward. Amen. Amen. Hey. 
I haven't done this yet, and, and maybe it, it's my mistake for doing so. Uh, we're on a very public forum, being um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, Twitch, um, and who knows? Uh, I have a lot of I have a lot of unsafe friends. I'm sure you do as well, and a lot yes. of and I've, a lot of them are on Facebook. If you would, for just a second, um, after that testimony, for someone that does not know for sure they're on the way to heaven and they're feeling what you felt, they're feeling like. I feel like I'm living a good life. Feel like I'm doing what I should. Maybe, or they're a little bit earlier on in your journey, and they are doing everything wrong, and they know it. Could you tell them exactly how they can know for sure they'd be on the way to heaven, uh, folks? If you're out there, and whether I know you or not, um, you know the Bible tells us we can know 100 percent for sure. Uh, that's why He gave us the book according to First John five thirteen that we can know that we have eternal life. That's what God gave us His Word for. Um, and maybe you're not 100% sure. I've preached, in a, I've preached in a church in the past two years where nearly every member there was lost, where they hadn't had a pastor for two years. And uh, preaching in that church, I didn't know what to do. Casey was playing the piano, uh, and half the church raised their hand at an altar call. And, uh, and I was shocked at what to try to what to do. And the Lord blessed, and some of them got saved. But uh, maybe you're out there, and you've been living a lie and only you and God know that uh, the pastor, of your church may not know that your husband or wife may not know that your son and daughter may not know that, but you know that you and God know for sure. If you're on your way to heaven, maybe there's a doubt in your life, a question. I hope, you know, God only gives out eternal salvation. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death death in a place called hell. And that's a horrible place to go. You know, I write letters to friends in prison and friends in the military all the time. I tell them the worst, the worst thing I could hear is so-and-so died in jail or so-and-so died on the battlefield and you die and go to a place called hell. That'd be a horrible thing for someone out there right now, whether where you're listening to this live or you're listening to this uh, a month later, I don't know if that's possible or not, but if that is possible, you hear that. I just want to tell you, friend, that God loves you. The Bible says not only is the wages of sin death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You know, God loved you and saved you. Jesus uh, can save you. Uh, Jesus came and lived a perfect life. I wish I could say that. Uh, I'm sure many folks wish they could say that. Uh, but he died for you. His, bl his blood was shed for you. He took your spot in hell. <laughs> You know, it's a humbling thing to think about that someone perfect took my spot. They paid uh, the payment for me. And all I have to do is call on them, believe in my heart, and with a mouth make confession and say, Dear Jesus, please save me. Please take me to heaven when I die. Accept that gift of eternal life. Listen, if you're out there, I give you an open invitation. Uh, you can email me. I mean, you could, you can call however you you can to get a hold of us and I'll share more of that with you. I know uh, sometimes giving out the gospel can take some time, uh, but friend, if you're out there, I, I encourage you to find a good Bible-believing Baptist church, someone that uses a King James Bible to open it up and show you for sure. You can contact us, um, in a quiet place in your heart. Listen, maybe you're out there and you know the scriptures, you know what you need to do and you're afraid to. I don't know if you're in your car. I don't know if you're uh, at your computer or on your phone where you shouldn't be or whatever it is right now. Um, I'd ask you to pray and do that. 
And listen, no one needs to even know you did that except you and God uh, and maybe a good pastor, a good church. But I'd encourage you to do that. Micah, that was the best thing I ever done in my life. And I know that was kind of a a, a skim of salvation. But um, listen, I, I, I give a salvation, a salvation testimony uh, wherever I go. If I'm if I'm only teaching Sunday school, which usually doesn't happen, but I, I, I'll slip salvation in there. I want it, uh, you know, I want it to be known. I want it to be offered. Uh, Amen. Well, the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Yeah. And uh, I, I, a couple of uh, times ago that I preach, I preach at least once a month or so at the church. Yeah. And uh, I, I kind of gave a soft out on the invitation and uh, said, um, you know, you can make a decision at your seat or down at the altar. And pastor came behind me and he, he wasn't, he wasn't rebuking me or anything. Um, but he said, you can make a decision at your seat. But once you come down to the altar and do it here, Amen. if you, if you are listening and you made that decision, man, we would love to know as the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say, so Amen. you don't feel, you don't feel like you have to comment it in the comment section or something, but you can get a hold of brother Klausner on Facebook, myself messages, DM us on Instagram or something. We would love to know and just rejoice with you. Um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily start, this program with as an evangelistic tool, I, I've said before, um, I'm talking to people I want to talk to because I don't have a, a good enough excuse to just call you with a cluster for an hour. <laughs> and this gives me an excuse. A man, if one person thinks yeah. I'm not sure. Just because of that, that'd be fantastic. And what I'm going to do with a cluster, um, I, I, I clip out portions and things and, and repost them later. But I'm going to take that. And I'm, I'm going to put some, if I can, I'm going to, I'm planning on, I'll put some, I'm going to put some advertising dollars behind that and push it out there a little bit. Um, I think yeah. it's one of those things that, um, you know, maybe put a tag on it. If you don't know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, watch this. If you Man. do, feel free to watch it, but share it because somebody else doesn't. And yeah. uh, I, I think there there are folks, um, even folks I interacted with today on Facebook, someone that commented on a picture of mine that I don't know have a good salvation testimony. Well, I know for sure they don't have a good salvation testimony. Man. And uh, being on a public forum like this, man, it would be a shame and, and I, I apologize for it taking 14 interviews before we got that in there. But, hey, better late than never. Amen. For the closer, obviously you are it, – it's – your past weighs heavy on you in the fact that you wish it could have been a different way. Right. But it does give you an avenue that some others don't have. I, yeah. I can't speak to the same people with the same power or at least in the same way that you can. And, again, though – going back, you choose to do it a, a completely different. What are some of the avenues that you get that maybe that you would have that I would not have maybe uh, in an inner city, inner city setting with a Todd Monaghan or something like that. What are some avenues that you have? Yeah, brother Todd and I, we do uh, inner city teen conferences and we were praying we can do some more and reach some more, but I don't know if, I don't really know if there's anything that, special that I could bring to the table, maybe besides just some general knowledge. And I think God brings us through certain things. So we're more aware of it. One thing I see is uh, we live in our own little bubbles and in a spiritual way. That's good. I'm concerned about my bubble and not Micah's bubble and what he's doing wrong. I'm worried sure. about what my, me and my family are doing wrong, trying to get right. right. But we live in this, this societal bubble or our areas a bubble of things and don't realize uh, you got kids in the suburbs and kids in the countries that are being reached uh, by bad people. Mm -hmm. You have influences there. They have it in their garbage music. They're letting their kids listen to or whatever it is, or TV shows or YouTube. Um, 
they're they're getting involved. So I got pop ups popping up on the computer, stupid <laughs> things. <laughs> but uh, you know, getting involved in things and seeing things that the parents don't always realize that that could even happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think, well, my kids grew up in church, or my we're all right. We we're not going to be influenced by that. Uh, instead of thinking, wait a second, maybe we need uh, uh, some preventative measures there. I'm not saying we we should be simple concerning evil. There's things we ought not know, but we ought not think that it couldn't happen. Right. And I think the devil does that. He deceives us in the thinking that where I'm at, I'm okay from that situation or from that false doctrine or from those type of people in reality uh, that's where it's working at that's where people were reaching into uh, to to cause problems and to pull people out of that but I think just knowing some of that going into it knowing uh, knowing what it's like to to not have parents that are involved and care I mean I could disappear for a long time um, and it's possible for my mom and dad to listen to this, and I love them and have respect for them. Um, my mom actually got saved a few years back. Um, Brother Dan Martin was preaching at, a, at a, uh, a revival, and my mom came forward and got saved. Uh, my dad says he's saved. Uh, I'll take his word at that. Uh, um, but I hope that's and I hope that's true. Uh, but I know what it's like not to have parents that are involved and engaged. And I, I know what it's like to play sports and look up and, and go, you know, man, I wish my dad was here. I wish my mom was here. I wish someone cared in different ways and uh, were involved in that kind of way. Uh, I know what it's like to run the streets and do what I want. And 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 I think knowing that, knowing that temptation, just knowing it's there. Uh, and then the spirit of God getting involved, uh, we can reach people that way, uh, knowing where they came from. You know, uh, we like to say, I'm a product of my environment. I'm not a product of my environment. I'm a product of this right here. Amen. My King James Bible. This is what I'm a pro- I'm not a product of the environment. I grew up not a product of uh, the way I was taught to do things. I'm not a product of the public school system, even though that's where I graduated from. I'm a product of this book, and that's how I choose to live, and that's how I choose to obey. Uh, and we can reach people. You don't have to be um, of a certain area or, or whoever from wherever. Now, it can help. Uh, it can help to understand attitudes and actions and, and, and maybe have more compassion. I believe God puts people in situations, uh, like I said, just not only to be aware, but you, you understand a little bit where that type of person's uh, coming from. And I mean, I guess if I'm going to give a Bible principle, you know, Proverbs says, he that win the souls is wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we look at that verse and we quote that verse and we preach on soul winning. Uh, but re- when someone gets saved, uh, their soul doesn't get saved. Their spirit is regenerated uh, to win a soul. The soul is the seat of emotions and logic and all those different things um, that play into the soul. And if we're going to be an effective soul winner uh, and reach people, whether they're inner city, whether they're teens, whether they're adults, uh, we have to win their soul. So the spirit of God can come in and affect their life. Uh, and it takes wisdom to reach someone's souls, uh, someone's soul, uh, to be able to connect with them, to not look at them as, oh, man, there's that guy who smells like cigarette smoke. Go, man, that's me. Right. That's right. me. That, that guy's me. That guy could very easily be me. That guy behind those bars is me. True. That woman out there doing that, that could be me. That could be my wife. That could be my kids. And listen, there's a point. Uh, uh, I'm not going to yoke up with that. I'm not going to give money toward their sin, but I'm going to understand, listen, they're living right where I was at. 
whether I was involved in what they're involved with or not, they're living where I was. I'm no better than them. I just have something they need. And if I can give it to them, I want to give it to them. And I'm going to make small talk. I'm going to try to win their soul. Uh, I'm going to try to be friendly to them and try to see them get saved. Um, I know that probably just went way over no, what we were talking no, about. Absolutely. You no, know, I, I think I, I want to ask the question. I don't know if there's a a good answer that, that, and maybe it's something that would take just some thought to formulate, or maybe you have an answer right off the cuff, but for, and I grew up in a, in a Christian independent fundamental Baptist home. I saw that when the church doors opened, the McCurry family was there all day, every day, a lot sometimes. Uh, and that, that's a thing. That's a hard thing sometimes. Well, it shouldn't be a hard thing, but some of that where be, those of us that have not lived on the other side, and God, you know, God hasn't allowed us to. We haven't. We, ha- we haven't. We haven't strayed away. If we started um, right, I guess you could say. Um, what is a way? What, what? How? How does someone really drill that into them? Besides just a real understanding of the grace of God, that, but by the grace of God, there go I. How do you? How do you get someone you, when you preach to, to teenagers, maybe Christian school kids that are they live church all the mm-hmm. time? How do you get them to understand that that could be you? Number one, God's not the author of confusion. Mm-hmm. And if something's confusing as a parent, let me look at this first as a parent. If my kids come up, my daughter comes up and asks me, Dad, can I do this? My They already know. My first answer is no. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know what's going on. If I'm confused or I have a single doubt, it's no. Until dad knows what's going on, it, the answer is no. And if we live our life with, wait a second, this doesn't feel right, I'm going to say no until I figure it out, number one. Uh, number two, just like a bank, um, I'm going to adjust here. Sorry, folks. Sure. Set up a little bit. You know, at a bank, when tellers train, they only use real money. Mm-hmm. They only feel the real thing. And if we only get this book and we only get good preaching and we're not exposing, listen, we ought to teach our kids that's wrong. That's mm-hmm. false. We got to be very careful what we expose our kids to. I, I, I think it's dangerous to say, uh, listen, you need to listen to this uh, falsehood to know what it is. I just need to know that this is right. And when a teller does nothing but touch real money, when a fake bill comes across the desk, she goes, uh-uh, this isn't right. There's something right. messed up about this. Uh, they don't need to feel the fake thing. All I need is the real. I sure. need to hear the real thing. That way, when the fake comes out, it's real easy to spot. Uh, and we need to drill that into our kids. Listen, you you know the real thing. We need to teach them. We need to teach them this is why we dress the way we do. This is why we act the way. We, this is why we don't do this according to the scripture, not according to, well, dad or mom say so, or, or that's preacher's opinion. No, that's what the word of God says, and we need to get in that and feel it. Right. Because then when something feels off, when something's not just right, we just say no. And and really, as a teenager, that's one of the best things you can do um, is just get a hold of the real and just get a hold of the real. Do right and live right. And um, it's easy to spot fake. Amen. Amen. Now, what you am I correct in saying this? This may be an avenue that you, that you don't that you don't want to go too far down. But am I correct in saying that you had some experience with the music, the world's music industry, to some degree? I did, right? 
Yeah, but, right before I got saved, we were we were making a mixtape, um, crazy stuff, man. Getting mixed up with with uh, people uh, that probably, if I said their names, which I'm not going to, from the Pittsburgh area uh, in the hip hop in, uh, industry, people would probably know. I don't know, but I would think probably someone out there would know. I don't know if they're super famous or not now, but uh, we were involved in that. Um, you know, the Homewood Coliseum doing different things, uh, cutting it up at parties and stuff, and just having fun and and. And heavily involved in that, and um, uh, it's a, it's a horrible lifestyle uh, to do. It's a horrible influence on our kids. Music so important. I know I didn't mention the radio station, but mm-hmm. um, you know God really uses music. Uh, the Bible says all things were created for His pleasure. I believe music's the same. Uh, and when another trick of the devil is to use music uh, as a lost man, I'm sure there's people out there that got saved when they were older too. When you're sad, you listen to this type of music. When you're happy, man, this is what you're listening to. When you're angry, this is what you're listening to. And that's a trick of the devil. And it happens in, with Christians. Uh, we need to find out what's right with our music standards, where it's at and stay there. Sure. And stay there. I mean, there's sometimes I want to listen to a certain song, a Christian song that's good and right. solid, uh, but and, and having proper replacements. I mean, I, when I got saved, uh, I had boxes. I had a, a cardboard box full of people sent me their demos uh, to want to collaborate with us. I mean, a whole box full of these things. Uh, and man, some of them put fancy covers. They, have, they probably put a lot of money into some of that stuff, uh, you know, trying to see, hey, can we work together? Uh, and, and, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I said it ever at your church, but I had to borrow a pair of wire cutters, you know, uh, mm. I, I'm not real great with tools and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> I had, I had to get wire cutters. I took a garbage can, all my old movies, all my old uh, CDs, music, everything. I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff. I got a big garbage can, like a full size, I don't know what, 30 gallon or what garbage can. And man, I put water and chemicals and I mixed all this stuff in there. I thought, man, these things are going to be destroyed. And uh, I joked, I said, if I would have wrote down that formula, I could have money because those were the cleanest movies, and cleanest, <laughs> cleanest CDs you ever seen in your life, man. Those things were like shiny. I'm like, man, it didn't work. <laughs> I got, now it's all clean and nice. But uh, so I went to church. I think it was a Wednesday night. I said, Pastor Lushon, can I borrow a pair of wire cutters? Uh, I think I can cut these up that way. And that's what I did. My wife and I, Casey and I sat on the floor and we cut that stuff up and we said, praise the Lord. I don't have to listen to this anymore. Praise the Lord. I don't have to see this anymore. And then we learned the proper replacement. We didn't just leave a void there. Right. When you leave a void there, you're going to go back to it. You're going to go back to what you once knew. Uh, and we filled our house with Christian music. And of course, our past would give us CDs and would get college CDs and things. And it's so important uh, to have good music and to look at the foundation of it, see where it comes from. Um, sometimes uh, I guess that's a whole nother topic sure. is uh, where our music comes from. Right. I, 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 want, I want to piggyback and this. Is, um, I'm, I'm going to have, um, you can look for it at some point in the, in the near future, next couple of months, I'm going to have my dad on uh, Chris McCurry at some point, And that'll be great. And uh, have a father son tag team thing going on. One of the best, just cause it's, it's so uh, applicable here. One of the looking back, I, I didn't really understand what we were doing. I was just having fun. Uh, one of the best memories I have though, from my childhood is um, my dad, uh, he must have found, to my knowledge, I don't think he, he was listening to them or 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 anything, but I think he found a box of his old country music cassettes <laughs> back in a closet somewhere. Wow. And uh, I remember, I was just old enough to remember 
because my dad got saved in 1989. I was born in 92. And so it might have been, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine years after salvation and um, had this box that my my parents probably have boxes in the basement that have writing on them, scribbles on them. (laughs) They've been in the military. They moved probably five times with them, six, seven times and never been opened. Um, And my dad found one and took us boys, myself, my two brothers out in the backyard with a brick for each of us. And, a, and hammers for each of us <laughs> and we busted up those country music cassettes amen and looking back again at the time i was too young to really understand what we were doing but it brings to mind and this is this is not time for you know i'm not trying to apply it directly to people's lives but it's unfortunate that we don't see that physical manifestation of people getting rid of things they know they shouldn't have as much yeah. anymore. It's very much, you know, you know, leave your all on the altar. You know, when's the last time you saw a pack of cigarettes on the altar? No. Um, when was the last time you seen people burning some clothes they know they should be wearing? Uh, things like that. And so, hey, let me, let me, those that are listening, if you have something in your life in, that you know you shouldn't have, just get rid of it. You know, we, we can talk about replacing it, and, and, and we can give you some good good ideas on all that. Yeah. But you got to you got to get rid of it first. You can't fill it empty, a full cup, so empty it out. Um, two areas that I'd like to go into. I guess first, um, talk to us about what you're doing with the radio and, and, and the ministry and the thousands and thousands of people that, that are directly influenced by that. Yeah, we started – I got a phone call. It's been about seven years now. Uh, I think something like that, seven years since we started the Bible Truth Radio. I got a phone call from a, a friend of mine from South Africa, uh, now a church member, and he said, listen, I want to get preacher sermons online. I would like to do podcasts. I said, well, pod, you know, podcast is good. We could we could do that. I said, I just don't know how many you're going to reach with just a podcast. I said, but I can do it. That's what you want. I can do it. Uh, I went to school for information science technology. I, I can do I can get on a computer uh, and teach and learn things fast and figure it out. And that's what I did. And about an hour later. Uh, we were we were actually building some iPhone apps at the time, uh, messing around with that. And I had him and a guy from the Philippines that worked for us uh, on the apps. I sent them a link and they clicked on that link. And I mean, I didn't have a nice microphone. I didn't have a mixer. I mean, it was like, you know, just like a desktop or like a webcam thing. And I said, hello. Hey, guys, can you hear me? And they started texting my phone ah, ha, 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 laughing. I said, we're live. We can do live radio. And uh, and the Lord blessed it. And and we started with music. Uh, you know, people invested. I mean, just starting off, we had probably $10,000 worth of equipment uh, donated and bought for us. And people got it rolling and, and just kind of backed it uh, just to get it started. Uh, and, and we started praying. And I said, I want to make sure that we're doing it right. I want to make sure the foundation of our music is right. Uh, I have a responsibility as not just a, a Christian, but as a preacher, when I show up somewhere and my wife sings, I want to make sure that song's right. Because what we do is we hear a wonderful song. And so there's a lot of good songs out there with good lyrics that uh, have a bad foundation, a corrupt foundation. Uh, I, I don't want someone to look up a song and go, oh, that's who sings that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's how it's really meant to be saying, you right. know, I don't, I don't want to Christianize a country song. I don't, and, and I know I'm probably going to things I shouldn't go to like, okay. All okay. right. But, um, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have it clean, clear cut. I mean, I wanted to be without question that this is this is a very conservative radio station where you can go, you could turn on any time of the day, not have to worry about it. Let your kids listen to it, uh, and and that's what we did. We got started and and with. <laughs> 
programs and me learning how to uh, code and change different things. And uh, we're here today. I mean, our big months, we have 250,000, usually in the fall, you know, October, November, it'll shoot up like that. Sometimes it's a lot less than that. It just depends on the time of the day and the time of the year. And, uh, but we have listeners all over the world. I mean, we reach places that, I mean, Iran, Iraq, it shocks me. We have, uh, we have a dear lady in, um, Oh, what's the name of the islands? Now I can't think of it. Um, they're islands just south of Cuba. Um, not the Virgin Islands. I'll, I'll think of it later. I can't. But she messaged me. I think it was on Facebook. She messaged me and she said, I, I found your radio and uh, and started listening. I've told everyone on my island to tune in. And there's a St. Vincent in Granada. That's it. Okay. St. Vincent in Granada. The, wow. island, the little tiny little islands there. And there's a time of the day. Where you see one little blip and then boop, 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 and all over the islands, That's uh, awesome. we're reaching people in Israel, uh, in South America. We get a lot of messages. Uh, the Philippines, uh, reaching folks with the gospel, clear cut, uh, preaching, teaching. Um, wonderful men of God. We really pray about what we have on the radio. I don't do a whole ton of programs just because when I want to listen to music, I want to listen to music. We offer the preaching and things, but uh, I want it to be at at nighttime. You can turn it on and listen to nothing but instrumentals and hymns and uh, laying your kids down at night. Really, that's the only reason we did it that way is uh, when my kids lay down, I can turn on the Bible Truth Radio and they're getting nice, calm instrumentals and they'll hopefully stay in bed all night. (laughs) But and, And God's really blessed. And it didn't start off um it didn't start off you know with a lot of listeners it was just spotty and uh, i've had preachers i had a preacher in michigan i i can't think of his name sent me an email uh maybe about six months ago six seven months ago and he said i know you don't know me i'm pastor so and so i'm somewhere in michigan uh he said uh i'm struggling a little bit and I found your radio station. He said, I turned it on and was interested when I saw your title. You know, there's not too many people say King James, you know, Baptist, you know, fundamental uh, God honoring, you know, this whole big. He said, I turned on. He said, my wife made a CD 20 years ago. He said, we've almost completely forgot about it. He said, I heard her sing when I tuned into it. And man, I was shouting the victory, you know, looking at this email. I'm like, man, what a blessing. Uh, but it's wonderful. We get people, we get preachers and evangelists that I'd never meet any other way. They'll send me their CD and say, will you please consider this? They'll give me their testimony, which is a wonderful thing. I like that. I, I didn't know if that was a standard thing to do or not, but they send me, uh, you know, a whole list of this is how I got saved. This is my ministry. This is what I do. Please consider our music. And, and I look at, I make sure I look the songs up the titles, the artists who wrote it, all that. Uh, and then I do, I usually put them on if, if you know, if they're appropriate, I put them on the radio, Amen. Um, but God's been really good. We're, we're praying. We need people to pray for the radio station. Uh, we're going to start next month. Um, we're going to do like a monthly, sh- a share uh, really right now. My support goes, all of my support goes to the radio station uh, just to make it run. Uh, it's, it's not as costly as an FM station, but it, it costs a good bit of money to keep everything running. And, you know, things break down constantly or, you know, the computers are running constantly. I got three monitors. I went from six monitors now down to three just because they keep breaking because uh, they're on so much. But I got, you know, three monitors. I got to keep up and routers and different things and mixers go out and uh so we need people to pray for us so we can keep going. 
but God's been really good. There's there's a need for it. Uh, I have a lot of friends in radio. I know you know Brother Areza and mm-hmm. uh, Pastor Denny Maloney was Brother Coral's first pastor, helping them out uh, as much as I can, try to be a blessing. And that's the wonderful thing about the ministry, uh, not just radio ministry, but just uh, evangelism. It's wonderful uh, to not have that competition where it's just a love for each other. Right. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm glad for you doing this show. I love it. I'm not going to discourage you. Even if I had one, I, uh, I, I want to encourage you and we're in danger that we got a lot of young people say that that's the way they are right uh, i i've i've known people like that i've met people that got very upset about you know our ministry and thinking man i i don't hate on what you're doing i love what you're doing i want to help you i want to be a part of that if i can i want to invest in that if i can uh and and that's the way we need to be uh, I, I love brother Ray's and a lot of those guys that have radio stations out there. i want to help them i try to help them try to be a blessing we're not in competition with each other listen if someone listens to his channel or listens to mine it doesn't make a difference to me they're listening to something good and solid and out there listening to k-love or some garbage on the radio they showed me listen to ruining right. their family Right. And I love I love the man. People people talk about all the time and I'm sure that there there are bad apples everywhere. But people talk about all the time, um, you know, all the divisiveness and division in you know, come out from among them and be separate is still in the Bible. So we we talk about that. But that's not my point. But there are there's a lot of brotherhood. There's a lot of yeah. fraternity. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of support that goes on. Think of my father-in-law starting WGVD. The amount of people that came out of the woodwork to, to just help make that happen, like Brother Reza, all these different people that they run their own. And like, like yourself, I mean, you're, you have a ministry that's online and all these people, you know, how many listeners are these guys going to take away from me? That's, that's the furthest thing right. until we're reaching all 7 billion people. And they're all listening right. all the time. We still got work to do. And yeah. um, I, I greatly appreciate that, that attitude because um, like I said, <laughs> there are a lot of people that need to be reached. Yes. And uh, I, I love that. Now I, I, I'm tossing around the, going into it. Now I think I just will. Cause it's, I think it's needful. You have a lot of experience with music. You came out of, um, a lot of experience with music, uh, music that we wouldn't, that we wouldn't listen to now, but talk to us for just a second. Cause a lot of people, I feel like sometimes uh, maybe I'll preface it by saying as the music director, as song leader, as the guy over special music for our church, you know, sometimes I do feel like, man, I got to do, do a lot of work to make sure we can sing this song, you know, but at the same time, it's worth doing the work to be right, to be biblically principled. And all that. And and you have that job times like 100 because you're probably constantly listening to music Um, because even even in our circles, people are constantly putting out music and they're constantly sending it to you. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about why you take the time to put the work in to be that concerned about being, you know, it's a buzzword, but being that conservative. I'm not talking politically, being that conservative with, with where your music is. We know where you lean is where you fall. And we right. know that your direction determines your destination. But talk to us why you take that much time to be that concerned about it. Because if we look at the Bible says, God doesn't come right out and tell us exactly what Satan's job was in the Bible, mm-hmm. but it had to do with instruments. Uh, I don't know if he was the song leader of heaven or what it was. And there is nothing more powerful than music. There's nothing more powerful. Uh, you, 
I did some pretty bad things in my life. And a lot of it, I got pumped up listening to music. I played football. I'm sitting in the locker room and I got music. I'm getting ready. I'm getting amped up. I'm getting excited. The devil will use music to destroy our youth, to destroy our spirit. Uh, music's such a powerful thing. And I don't think the world realized. I don't think people that, that, and I, and I don't mean to offend anyone, but maybe you're just spotty at church. Uh, maybe you're a Easter or you know Christmas or whatever Christian, or maybe you're a little bit better than that. But the influence of music on on our lives is so great, is so great, and it's so powerful that we can't afford not to. And and to be honest, I work late nights. This for me, nine o'clock. I'm like, I took a nap earlier. I mean, to be, <laughs> be real, I took a nap. I'm I'm getting ready to work. My night's just starting. You know, I'm getting ready. I work the middle of the night and then I do my devotions and things too on top of that. Cause if I'm going to bed at three, I'm just going to stay up and talk to the Lord. There's no one else up at that time. So I'm going to get it in then and then, you know, sleep and bug out for a little bit. Sure. But, uh, I think it's important. I think it's important to make sure that our music uh, is so spot on because the the devil will use that uh, to trick people. And even if you're not in the ministry, it's still important. It's important to have the right music. Uh, It's to honor God. Music, the reason we sing before a church service is to draw in the spirit of God. It's not to make me happy. It's not a praise and worship service. I'm not there. That's key. I'm not cutting you off. That's key because so oftentimes we talk about praise and worship as if it's me getting ready for worship as if, it, as if it's supposed to be edifying to me, not about you. It right. never wasn't having has, but go ahead. That's great. That, that, that's no, that's great. And, and that's what it is. We think we got to get amped up for church. I went to a church. Uh, I, I had a friend, a good, good friend. He's still, I don't talk to him, you know, once, but a year, but we grew up together and we played inner city basketball together. And uh, yeah, can you imagine me all five, six of me, five, seven of me playing basketball, but you got real good with the hook. Uh, <laughs> and they would do their little, you know, you had to do their little Bible study thing at this assembly church, you know, and before they'd have their tiny little sermonette, um, am I too far from the mic? No, 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 no okay. Um, they they would play music for like twenty minutes, and they sit there. And even before I was saved, I, I recognized religion, and, and and I recognize when you do something, you do it all the way. That's just the way I've I've always been. I mean, my attic can tell you that. My wife could tell you that. If when I play paintball, I was all in. I got paintball equipment everywhere. I just that's just the way I I live. I just do things that way. I'm all in when I do it. I at least try to be. And uh, you know, you look at that, and I'd look at that as a lost man, and think this is crazy. They're listening to this rock and roll Christian music, and they're getting amped up and getting emotional. And uh, that's not what it's for. It's not for me. Uh, the preachings disturb me. The Spirit of God, we need to call the Spirit of God and make sure our music's right. Uh, so the Spirit of God shows up and works on my kids and works on me and yes, works on my wife because she needs it. Uh, you know, I need the Spirit of God. I just I slip that in, brother. Hey, hey I, I said, <laughs> I, need, I need the Spirit of God to show up before I, I preach. I want to make sure my music. Music's right, and I don't. Th- I don't think our churches today take that serious enough. I really don't. I think we've set it on the sidelines, and we're not seeing the results, and we're not seeing CDs put on the altar like we used to, and 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 wrong clothes and all that because our music's wrong because we're drawing in the wrong spirit. The spirit of God stand on the outside knocking and saying, "Man, I'd love to come in. I'd love to fellowship and help you and bless you, but." 
you got other things going on there. Mm-hmm. You got a different spirit inside the church, and uh, it's so important. It's imp- and I'm not saying I don't make mistakes. I've had people over the years, and I love it. And if you listen to TBT Radio, the Bible Truth Radio, and you hear something that you know, wait a second, that's hey, message me. I will. I trust me. I will thank you, sure. uh, and I'll get. I'll get rid of it. I'll search it, and I'll get rid of everyone that sings it. I'll just that song. I'll get rid of it. Or if it's an artist that does something wrong, usually they're not artists. I kind of stay away from that. Uh, you know, I lo- I'm looking for servants that sing and record sure. CDs. Uh, I guess that's the wrong term, but if someone on there, if they, if everything they do is garbage, uh, I try to pre-filter it. Uh, but when I first started, I, I wasn't quite as diligent, uh, just maybe the the naiveness and the youngness of the radio. I didn't recognize it as much uh, as I do now, but I really, I'll even try to go back through and it's unbelievable. You know, you got thousands of songs trying to go through and you got all these different web browsers up. Who, who sang this song? What kind of person are they? Uh, what kind of background does this song have? We would be shocked what's in some of our hymn books. Shocked. Mm-hmm sodomites drunkards that wrote our songs and we're singing them in church and wondering why we're not seeing people saved sure it's i've heard an unsaved man as far as i know unsaved um who has a humongous following on social media and things um and he doesn't he doesn't necessarily say it in a in a boastful way he's not deep in that scene necessarily though i'm sure he represents a lot of those folks but one of the things he says is this one of his he calls it in one of his theses is is that hip-hop rules the world Hmm. what he means by that is when some young rapper in Atlanta starts wearing ripped jeans, yeah. about 18 months later, you're going to see all the little, all the girls, the influencers, as they call them on Instagram, wearing ripped jeans. And about 18 months after that, the guys are going to start adopting it. It's going to come yeah. full circle. But all because some young man who sings or raps that kind of music in Atlanta or wherever it may be, they started the trend. And we think and what so about that means about three four years after that it starts hitting the the ccm churches mm-hmm. the evangelical churches the ecumenical churches and we think and it's it's the age-old illustration you know if the church is here you know world's yeah. here it's supposed to go away and we're not supposed to just keep pace with it obviously we know that but man so many times we are so ignorant of the devil's yeah. devices and that that's where i kind of um uh, i i will not say i envy you envy you or, or the 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 diligence that you do have because of your up not upbringing but but the life experiences but so many times you know the sound and we think we can just welcome it in mm-hmm. and it's completely fine it's you know it's neither right nor wrong it's just neutral and we're just going to use it for the lord that's foolishness yes. absolute foolishness and you have a lot of experience with that it, I, I would encourage because I, I think we've gotten to a place in this the most communicative and interconnected time in history ever we communicate less about the things that really matter yeah. and so i would i would highly recommend maybe you haven't read a book those of you listening, maybe you're not sure why your pastor rails on, you know, these rock and roll churches. Maybe you don't understand the thing Brother Clausen was saying about why he's so, you know, so diligent about this stuff. Please contact him. You want a more in-depth understanding about why? And maybe he'd, he'd open up a little bit and tell you about where some of these things came from and, and his experience with them and the effect that they have on the human psyche, the mind. You don't just play with it. 
you're right. playing with it, it's just like those weapons that you have on your on your on your desk there your children have probably been introduced to them but they know yeah. don't touch them and things but if you saw your little ones just pick them up and start running around the house with them you don't play with dad's tools with right. his with these instruments of possibly death right and you don't play you don't just pick up and i'm, I'm not equating I, i'm all about guns but you don't i'm not equating it but you don't just pick up the devil's devices and play with them right. as if they're small things. They're not to be trifled with. I think that's something to understand. But I, I greatly appreciate you taking the time because we, we haven't really gotten in depth in music. I haven't talked to anyone. Um, I've had some people that are um, knowledgeable in that. And I appreciate you kind of going in depth on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Any any other thoughts on, on just music that's, while we're talking about it? Well, you're talking about hip. I don't know who you're talking about, the guy, but mm-hmm. – uh, I, a lot of young people, especially if we're preaching inner scene teen conference or something, a lot of those kids, that's what they're influenced by. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they would take the time to look a lot of the looks and a lot of those guys are jokes. Uh, they grew up in the suburbs. <laughs> right. uh, you know, they went to prestigious private schools and they're laughing all the way to the bank while right. you're smoking weed and partying and getting arrested and listening to their music in prison. Uh, they're making a mockery of you. And that's what the devil does. It doesn't matter what it is, country music, rock music. Uh, oldies but baddies whatever it is uh the devil's gonna use that and he's gonna he's gonna make a mockery of your life and and use it to change your emotions uh but it's funny if you really look at what those people are doing most of them don't live the lifestyle they're talking about uh the ones that do are in jail and they don't have time to record and get in trouble and all those i mean they're in too much trouble to to mess around inside a studio Uh, right but and kids don't think about that. Teenagers don't think about that. But most of those guys, they're laughing all the way to the bank uh, right. with with what you think's real, and you're trying to sure. to emulate and live like. It, it's it's a buzzword. I, I've said it. And one of the reasons I don't think I mentioned this last. Uh, I had an interview with Caleb Reardon, a friend of mine in, from Elgin, Illinois, where the Gomez's church uh, goes there. Um, he was kind of flipped the table on me. Was kind of interviewing me a little bit about why I'm doing what I'm doing. One of the reasons I purposely do this live instead of via written or email or, or pre-recorded is because you can't fake live right it, it's authentic and I know that's a buzzword but it's real and a lot of times we think people's Instagram persona is who they really are I mean I could go and it wouldn't be much but if I went to the bank and withdrew all my money in hundred dollar bills again it wouldn't be a huge amount and laid it out on my bed and framed it just right so it looked like a lot and took a picture right. of it it would like man that's that's pretty that's impressive this guy must be rolling in the dough and I I could go rent a Ferrari for you know five hundred dollars a day or something and take a picture with it and act like it's right. mine and I could jump a fence at a at a private airport and take take a picture in front of a jet and even maybe even find one with an M on it or something and act like it's mine but it's not real right and you're exactly right where these guys they're they're playing a game and they're playing you is what they're yes. doing um, yeah. and people don't realize that and especially especially a lot of these young men like you're talking about that don't have father figures in the home don't don't know what it's like to have someone care about them and this person they feel like it's speaking to them um and, and that's unfortunate yeah now you mentioned you just ju- just to delve back on it how many people what's the most people maybe at one time you've ever had listen listening to the radio there if you had a guess we can do up to a thousand I think we've had maybe 300 to awesome. 280, 290 at a time. Cool. Uh, that's when I, at least I've seen it. Um, sure. I, I don't know if it's gone much past that at one time. Uh, 
but it's usually not quite that many. Uh, from what I know from other people that, that deal with internet radio, we have an unbelievable amount of listeners. Uh, and, and it's not that I have, it's that God has, and the people that are, uh, that God's using have, um, have drawn those people in. Um, but God's been good. God's been real good to the radio station as far as providing and putting things there. Uh, of course, like I said, we're praying for that now. Um, my wife totaled my car last year. I was on my way to Maryland to Baltimore airport to pick up Todd uh, to do an inner city teen conference. And it was like two days before I left or day before I left. My wife gets hit by a deer. She gets hit by a deer, whatever it hit her, <laughs> you know, however you want to say it. <laughs> but, hey, uh, hey, if the deer rear-ended her, the deer is at fault yeah. according to the insurance company. So it's on the deer. <laughs> but uh, so my car was gone. So that was another big hit. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't even know why. I'm, oh, because we're talking about the radio, right? Uh, and, and so it's a matter of prayer. I just ask people to just pray for the radio station, Absolutely. pray for the to provide. Now, where could people? Obviously, you mentioned the name, but where where would be easiest places? Apps, my, the iTunes. Store, where could people find you? Yeah, you on, can go uh, Apple Store, Android Store. And just look up TBT Radio. Uh, you can go to tbtradio.com is our website. Of course, um, you can open up the player. The player pops right up on the home page. You can also so click it so you can do other things or you just use tab or when use tabs nowadays, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but you can access it mobile devices. Uh, I know there's, there are radios out there, internet radios. We have people listen to um, in their cars. There's people with internet radio in their cars. Now is a big thing. Uh, I personally, I know a lot of people, they just take their smartphone and, uh, plug in mp3 or bluetooth or whatever and listen to the radio station uh we keep it cd quality uh maybe uh a little bit higher than cd quality uh when we broadcast but in your when you're on your phone it's going to vary you can do variables so if you're out of lte you can still listen to the radio the quality will just change a little bit um but we try to keep it the highest quality we can without it you know killing your phone bill if you don't have unlimited minutes sure Sure. And I, I think, I mean, like, as you mentioned, we need more good options. Yeah. You'd love to see 10 more in yes. radio stations, 10, you know, all those things. What are just so people can pray intelligently beside besides a vehicle and things like that? What are some things for the share coming up? What are some specific needs that, that you that you're looking for for God to meet? We want to see God through churches, through individuals, uh, meet just the budget of the radio station. I don't draw a salary from the radio. Uh, we're just praying that the the budget's meted, month-to-month budget uh, is met. And, and really what we're raising for a year to pay all the bills, I mean programs and the servers and, mm-hmm. and everything like that, is $8,000 for the whole year, well, uh, which is – very, very cheap in the radio industry. Incredibly cheap. Uh, you know, working shareathons at other at other events, things. I mean, they're run raising almost a hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're very we're just praying for folks to get involved. Uh, monthly giving, mission support. I mean, it's an outreach. It really is a missionary that never sleeps. We're reaching people That's with right. the gospel. Uh, places that I can't get to, places that you can't get to. The radio is reaching the lost people's homes. Uh, people that may not answer a door or read a gospel. Tra- we're reaching in into their home uh, and trying to influence them and also reaching Christians. And I know I gave a testimony about a, a preacher that messaged us just a few months ago about how he got encouraged. Uh, I have, I'll probably put him on the air actually 
tomorrow is the first. I may start broadcasting some of those where I had some friends uh, in church plants. They just they gave a testimony. They called in our Skype number, gave a testimony. And I said, brother, I'd love to play that on the radio and let people just people get encouraged by it. Because sometimes, you know, you don't always have a CD player nearby, but most people have their phone nearby. And sure. Um, we just ask folks to pray, and I know everyone can't give everywhere and and do everywhere, but uh, talk to your preacher about it. Uh, we'd love to get information out if people are interested in that. But listen and tell people. Uh, you don't have to give money to listen and pray, uh, and sure. really, that's what's important. We want to reach someone. We want to reach lost people, uh, and we want to reach saved people. I want to encourage people. I want people to to get away from the junk and get away from. I mean, maybe you got a good channel on your FM station, but a lot of us don't uh, have one. Some places do, uh, but if not, we want to get in their hands, uh, good old fashioned, uh, I say old fashioned, I don't mean it's old quality or, I mean, it's, it's good stuff. It's a, it's a good song, uh, a lot of different kind of variety of, of just, just good Christian music. Uh, and anyone has questions can always, I mean, call, email, anything like that. Uh, maybe Mikey, you can share some of that stuff, uh, in sure. a link or something. Absolutely. Um, but we would love we really we'd love people to to just pray for us and consider uh consider listening and cons- uh, consider supporting your church supporting the Bible Truth Radio It'd be a big blessing we may I may talk to Micah off air about maybe getting some of these on uh on there at some Amen. point I thought about Amen. that when you first started sure uh, we can discuss the logistics of all that sure sure well brother because I greatly appreciate you taking the time Amen. this is I, I I've said and I'll probably say it every time people get tired of it and that's okay if the viewer count was at zero I enjoy it because I get something out of it. I mean, just that thought to be reminded for me, this is something I'm sure I'll clip out. Definitely the salvation testimony, but definitely as well. uh, That thought of when you sing, you're singing for God. And I I alluded to that and not even applying it a couple of, uh, uh, of interviews ago about how, when you, when you're leading singing and different things, you need to, you you should enjoy it, but you should do it for God. And if you make a mistake, make a big one because it's not about you. Don't be embarrassed because you're just, you're serving God. But um, that thought of in congregational singing, man, you're singing to, to welcome God. Yes. And, and that almost sounds like, you know, ooh, spooky, whatever. It but does, but it's, it's the not- truth. It's the reality of it. We're mm-hmm. drawing in the spirit of God. Right. The Bible talks about a sweet smelling savor. God, God deals with senses. He, he loves, he loves to be drawn in. Uh, the spirit of God loves to be welcomed. And that's just, I mean, singing is a wonderful way to welcome someone. My wife sings to the baby in her belly. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, a music is a welcoming thing. Sure. Uh, and I want to welcome and, and we're honored the Lord with it. And, and I, I think kids, you ought to sing, uh, hold a songbook and sing in church. And it's just honoring. You're calling in the presence of God. Yes, sir. Well, I, I think, I think I, I've said this just about everyone I've had on. And it's true for just about everyone I've had on. I would love to do this again sometime Amen. in the near future. We scratched like one itch with a little bit of music, got a t- testimony, which we could talk of that for a long time and, and, and the ministry that you have. But we're pushing, let's see, an hour and 10 minutes here. And so I, I I don't have a time frame. I try to keep them on, but I, I, I have, you know, family duties as, as do you and things like that. But I appreciate so much you taking the time to be on. Um, Like I said, it's been a help to me. I hope it's been a help. It will be a help to someone else. Again, if someone's listening and they have no idea about this thing of salvation, they just tuned in to hear two crazy guys um, talk (laughs) um, and have no idea what's going on. Um, talk to me, talk to Brother Kloster. We would love to um, explain more in depth. And, and like I yeah. said, this long form communication style is on purpose because 
you can flesh out things that you can't in a soundbite that right. you can't in a 60 second Instagram video. This lets us talk it out. And I, he and I, we'd love to, I'd love to give you an hour of my time via a phone call yeah. in private. Um, that's literally what God has called us to do. Yeah. It's, it's funny, you know, making a hospital visit or something like that. I get to do exactly what God called me to do right yeah. now. And yeah. um, it sounds funny, but that, that is what it is. And yes. I, right now I'm getting, I get to do what God called me to do. Amen. Further the further God, for God's cause and glorify Him, and, and that's go ahead. No, I was saying that's the that's the important thing. Yes, sir. Uh, that's our our ministry. James one twenty two. Be you doers of the word and not hearers only, because we get in the tendency we hear, we hear, we hear, and the Bible says we'll be self deceived. And I don't want to be. It, we don't know if we're deceived, Mike. If you're deceived, you don't know it. If right. I'm deceived, I don't know it. But mm-hmm. if I want to not be deceived, when I hear something out of the scriptures, when I hear the verses we talked about, uh, ignore this ugly face or Micah's face, uh, but just listen to the words. If you do something about the truth, uh, God can do a lot with you, no matter where you're at in life, your situation, uh, be a doer, be a doer of the word. Uh, it'll get you out of the pews too. <laughs> yes. Now, any last words for you? One last question I ask. Anything that you just need to get off your chest? It can be about anything, spiritually speaking or otherwise. Any, any last words? No, no, I enjoyed it. And and anytime you want to sit down and talk, even if you have like a a motive, I know you didn't have and I kind of went into it thinking, man, what are we going to talk about? Sure. Uh, You know, I'm not I'm not the super social person uh, on Facebook. I I try to be a friendly person. But I mean, you know, when you're around me, I kind of got that stoic face and like, you know, like I got that look like don't mess with me. But I'm not really that way. Uh, So I was a little bit nervous, you know, going into this because people really if you don't hear me preach or like really know me, uh, I can probably come off very weird. Sometimes I wonder what people think about me, uh, but uh, no, I've, always got, I've always gotten good vibes through the class. So don't worry mm-hmm. about that too much, but Hey, I appreciate it so much. Those of you that are listening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, had some folks that have tuned in and I appreciate it. Maybe it's cause you just got nothing else but to do. Maybe you just need to get a hold of Bible truth radio and, mm-hmm. um, and, and, uh, you'll find something better to listen to, but I appreciate this is Mike McCurry live number four. 14 with Brother Phil Closter tomorrow. Have a very interesting um, interview with the gentleman behind Baptist Memes. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. He goes to a church down in Columbus, and we're going to talk about that. Um, Brother Closter, he has 53,000 followers on Instagram, and Wonder. he's posting King James only memes. And That's it's awesome. it's funny talking to some older folks don't have any, any clue whatsoever. And I'm trying to explain what a meme is when I don't really have a good grasp on it myself. It's just yeah. these funny pictures with words. But anyway, we'll have a good time with that tomorrow <laughs> because I want to bring a little bit of value to the folks. I'm not trying to just soak off of um, no. his uh, uh, um, uh, following. I'll be giving away some gift cards and things tomorrow. So Thank you, Brother Phil, for taking the time to talk with me and us about what God has allowed you to do and what he's brought you out of. Now, there is a mysterious missing episode of Mike and McCurry Live. It's number 15 with a gentleman that runs the massively popular Baptist Memes. His name is Sam Garcia, and I don't have a recording of it. So, I apologize. We're going to skip right over it to number 16 with a friend of mine, Jonathan Ray. You can listen to that one very soon. Hope you will. Thank you so much for your listenership. God bless.